I just, I've always, you know, sometimes to a fault, like I've always just like from birth seemingly have just like believed that like I can, I can do it. Like I know I can do it or I know I, I don't have to, like I always, I know this is going to sound so freaking like egotistical and I don't want it to be, but it's like, I am destined for greatness. That is, that was like hardwired into me. I was always, um, I guess geared to maybe think more positively or to be optimistic when it came to like myself, like I believed in myself. Welcome to Modern Happiness, where we believe happiness is a choice. Our goal is to share how we and our high-performing guests choose happiness, covering topics such as fitness, mindset, relationships, business, and much more in today's world. Here are your hosts, Matt Mahalik and Taylor Sleaford. What's up, happiness homies? Uh, we are so excited to have Ben Jawalski on the podcast today. It was so fun meeting Ben at the CrossFit Games. Uh, if you don't know Ben, Ben is the owner of Wad Prep. Wad Prep is the leading company, I would say. Company, I don't know what he calls himself. The leading brand in teaching CrossFitters how to get better at CrossFit. Uh, he's got over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube, which is just incredible. Uh, and he's got over 100,000 followers on Instagram and Ben is such a fun guy. He, you know, uh, Taylor and I talk about having these happiness principles, uh, the tenets of happiness, what really makes a happy life. And we're going to talk about that soon. So, so stay tuned for that when Taylor and I break that down for y'all, but, uh, we've been working through those and Ben happened to hit all of these inside of this podcast. You know, the importance of fitness, the importance of community, the importance of having a mission and a purpose in your life and on and on. And, and man, Taylor and I love this podcast. I swear we're just getting, these podcasts are just getting better and better. But if you want to understand, you know, how Ben has, has created his own happy life, uh, just paying attention to the signs of everything that happened to his life from selling rocks when he was a kid, uh, up to now and creating WAP prep and just leaning into that entrepreneur, uh, mindset. And that just, he was just always an entrepreneur. He leaned into it. And, uh, and I think my biggest takeaway from this is that he never looked at the negative side of shit. Yes. It's okay to be sad. We talk about that. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to have hard times, but then what, then what do you do after that? And Ben has story after story on how he, uh, dealt with that in his own life. And it was such a fun podcast. Uh, talked about some things that he's never really talked about in public before. So that was super fun. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. I know Taylor and I did. If you do, please share it on Instagram. Let us know your biggest takeaways. Uh, give Ben a follow. He's super fun to follow if you're into fitness, especially CrossFit. Uh, but he's always outside doing active stuff. Uh, he's just a fun follow. Uh, so go find Ben at Wad Prep, W-O-D-P-R-E-P. And enjoy this episode. What is up, happiness homies? Welcome back to another episode of Modern Happiness. We have Ben from Wad Prep. Ben, how you doing? I am tired, but very happy to be here. Oh. Uh, you see how I... I like that word. Happy came in. There it is. Um, everything's great, man. We're at the CrossFit Games on the final day, and uh, the final day is always the most fun because you get to see who wins, and then all the athletes go out and have a good time tonight, and it's just kind of like, it's a big burden is lifted it's mm. like the finality of the season and uh all of our athletes start 
getting ready for next season. So Yeah, it's great, though. They have a few weeks off. They can, like you said, they go and party, finally let loose because they've been so strict yes. all yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're not tired by the final day of the CrossFit Games, you're not doing it right. As a spectator, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I don't know about the athletes, but well, I feel like I've... Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about you. I've been hitting it hard the last yeah. couple of days, man. We're having a good time. That's right. We got the large cold brew coffee or iced coffee, we should say. Yeah, I tasted it. It's definitely iced coffee. That's For always- anyone listening who owns a coffee shop, be sure to note whether it's iced coffee or cold brew, because I will see right through your lies if it's not cold brew. It's different. It tastes different. It hits different. It's, it's more bitter if it's if it's not true cold brew. Yeah, we can't have that. Yeah. That's all right. It's got caffeine in it, I hope. Ben knows what he wants. <laughs> uh, all right, Ben. We like to start off with uh, some rapid fire. Get the audience to know you a little bit. All right. Kind of dive into this. Okay. Rapid fire is loose for us, so feel free to expand. Great. Um, so first question, we like to start off. What's one thing you're grateful for? One thing I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my team, like mm. the Wad Prep team. Uh, yeah, it's this big, happy family. Freaking love them. They work hard and... It's amazing. Like, a few of us haven't met yet until the CrossFit Games. kind of like a team retreat, in a sense. And it's just amazing to see everyone come together. And everybody just hits so well together. That's really cool. We're definitely going to dive into some of that. Yeah. 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 How big is your team? It's a great question. Um, I say 10-ish. Because it all depends on what is uh, a full team member what it, you know we have some a lot of part-time people but they're still definitely a full team member so i'd say we have around 10 people awesome awesome okay man most used emoji the the laughing not laughing crying but like this the sweat laughing you guys know that oh, one with like the on one, the forehead with the one of. drop like ha, shouldn't be laughing about this <laughs> yeah yeah like um that one oh that. shit we made it through yes kinda. exactly yeah, that's yeah. that uh, that's the one that's, that's the one that's solid. solid uh what is your walk-up song money in the grave nice wow. yeah right. no Sounds question quick. no mm-hmm. question no hesitation people. because we're at the crossfit games and two years ago when we were here like aka the last time we were here um that was that song had like just come out, and everywhere we walked, me and my buddy CJ, he's my head coach uh, as well, also pretty much my best friend, probably is my best friend. Uh, he's I wonder what he would say to that. He'd probably just be like, he'd be like, I better be your best friend. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm thinking about. He's like, um, yeah, you're questioning it. As yeah, you're... I'm questioning it, and then I'm like, oh no, he's gonna get yeah. angry at me. Have I said uh, that out loud before? Yeah. <laughs> um, but everywhere we would walk, we would just listen to Money in the Grave. I just pull it up, and we just dance down the street. So I good, love that. That's great. I, good time. It's kind of a side tangent, but perfectly in line. I remember the first time we we're like, yeah, we're best friends, Taylor and I. It was yeah. funny. And then uh, last summer. It's like we, saying I love you the, for the first time. It kind time. of is. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You but, too? Uh, you yeah. too. Man. <gasps> Phew. <laughs> yeah. Really uh, awkward if it's it, only that, one person, uh, right? It, it just came oh, out. That wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we were in Portland last year, and we had, um, oh, shit, now I'm blanking. Uh, what was the song we just, like, nonstop? And now that you're asking me. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. I had it, and then now it's gone. But, yeah, whatever. We were putting the song on, like, every time we got in the car, just blasted it yep yep love that i love it uh and you're up okay i was trying to think of the song still okay (laughs) big reader i know you are ben favorite book oh that's tough man um honestly i would have to organize favorite book a little bit more by asking like what kind of favorite book like yeah and you can name a few um so one that comes to the top of my mind is essentialism by greg mccown um phenomenal book you know always in my top five 
if I'm making a list. It's always in the top five. Um, another one that I have come back to multiple times is Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, I love that book. Um, I read that one, and I was like, this is so good. Yeah. And I now I just completely forgot about it. I think yeah. i got to revisit it. I mean, it's... it's uh, it's very, I mean, it's a little repetitive. Like for some people, you can just be like, hey, eliminate your distractions and focus on one thing for an extended period of time. And it's like, oh, okay, got it. Like, good tip. But for me, if, I, if there's an idea that's valuable, it needs to be beat into my head mm. and 250 some odd pages of beating it into my head, that is finally enough to at least get it across, kind of. Um, I think that's one of the things for me with, the, with those books where... I don't need that. And I'm like, okay, I get it. And that's where it almost leaves a bad taste in my mouth with the book. Where it's like too much. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I get it. Yeah, you I, know? I need, I need the opposite. I need, yeah. I need them to make a really <laughs> valid argument if yeah. I'm going to listen. And yeah. it, a lot of times it takes a lot of pages. I also, I listen on audible to most of my books. Um, especially if I like during snowboard season, like if I'm going back and forth to the mountains a lot, yeah. like then I have, hour or two commutes both directions and i can just listen listen to a book um i'm, cu- I'm curious yeah. on that do you ever get like bummed if people are coming with you snowboarding i mean obviously you like people and community and stuff if you're like damn i was gonna listen i was gonna get like two hours of my book done oh, yeah, today absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah I, lo- I love i love single pooling you know like yeah. i love like being in my alone time in the car is like is sacred to me sometimes yeah it's like, hey, if our conversation isn't good, it's like I could I could be listening to a book right now. Yeah. 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 And I know you love coffee. I think like early mornings as the sun is rising, drinking coffee and either mm-hmm. listening to a good podcast or something is just like oh, yeah. something it's like creates a flow state. For sure. It. For sure. Are we on the next? Yeah. Oh, you good with the books? You got any more? Oh, man, I got a lot, man. But those, okay. are, those <laughs> are like the two that really yeah. came to my mind. Another one that I just I freaking chewed through it was Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Dude, I've been trying to get Matt. To read that. You that. said you were going to give it to me on my vacation here. And <laughs> well, it's at my house. I forgot. But yeah, I it's, in, it's incredible. I devoured it. I think, yeah, I read it on a beach in Florida, and like, instantly. And the, the biggest thing for me, I think, is, is, like, the world I grew up in, we grew up in, is Nike was always, like, at the top. Mm-hmm. And then you don't realize how Phil Knight was grinding forever. Oh, he was grinding, man. Like, working other jobs, and it's just, like, you know, every story is different. But it, it was just cool to see how he, like, he just never gave up. I think my biggest takeaway from that particular book um, for me was just like, oh, my leadership style, it works for some people. That's for me. My team was actually, there was a couple of members of my team that were actually in here and they would agree. Um, I think they've left the room now, but they would agree. Like sometimes, like, you know how he had his like one main employee that mm-hmm. was working with him and he would like get these long letters and like the guy's like, really wanting guidance and Phil's just like, I just didn't respond. You know, like, and I, I knew he'd take care of it. That's a lot of times what I do not mm-hmm. to be like rude or not to be like standoffish or ignore them. A lot of times I'm just like, Hey, I don't care. You make like, you're in charge of this. So like you make the call. That's what I hired you for. Um, obviously there's some things like setting the, the vision of the company and the direction. Like there's some things where it's, it's nice to chime in. Uh, but more often than not, I, I tend to just be like, hey, like, what do you think? And then let people run with it. Um, and that was something that I learned from that book where he gave people a lot of control. And that helped at least shape the formative years of the company. That's awesome. That's something I'm learning from my own business to, to hand over things and just yeah. let people take care of it yeah. and trust them. Like you said, that's why you hired them. 
and to empower them to do it so you can get back to what you do best. Yep, exactly. exactly. Nice. All right, what did you want to be when you grew up? NBA basketball player or uh, a herpetologist. What the hell what is, is a herpetologist? Yeah. That's basically like Steve Irwin. Like, play with reptiles uh, all day. Nice. Yeah. I but love Steve Irwin. Rest in peace, brother. Yeah, what the I hell like happened the contrast to there. Basketball. Yeah. Playing I with would, reptiles. I loved, I loved basketball, and I was, like, I was good at it. Um, and I actually played with a couple guys that went to the league. Like, back, I played AAU basketball at a pretty high level uh, in high school. And, yeah, a couple of the guys I know, like, they scored points in the NBA, which is pretty, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, it's like here I was, Ben, at five, probably four at the time. And then there's, like, Henry, 6'11". Yeah. You know, like, yeah. wingspan 7'2 in, like, eighth grade or something like that. So Henry made it to the NBA, just in case anyone. Okay. I did yeah. not. Yeah. Henry did. Yeah. Um, but just in case anyone was confused, I just wanted to set the record. <laughs> <I> appreciate the <laughs> yeah. clarification. And then, yeah, I freaking love animals, like reptile. I like sharks. I like fish. I used to, uh, uh, The other thing would maybe be a professional fisherman. But that kind of like came into the equation, and I almost did go pro fishing, um, like outside of college, like coming out of college, because that's what I went to college for. What kind of fishing? Bass fishing. Oh. Okay. Um, and then I also ran a shark fishing guide service. But when I was younger, like the dream was like, I'm gonna be a, a, like a biologist to be like Steve Irwin and play with reptiles and do all that, or I'm gonna go to the NBA. One of those two, obviously. Wow. Neither and, of which. And, and here we are. Man, I can't wait to dive into what you're doing now. And, and here I am just freaking rotting at the crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have pets? I do. I have two pup, two puppies. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. like eight and nine years old, but I still call them puppies. Yeah. They're your, they're your babies. Fur mm-hmm. babies. Okay. Last rapid fire. Uh, what is your superpower? Well, Muscle ups. Mm. If... I had to, I mean, I don't have a superpower just in case anyone is wondering. <laughs> not, um, not like a mythical superpower. Um, if, if I had to say like, hey, this is, this is what I'm really good at, it would be, I think like idea creation. Um, like I love just like shooting videos. Like when I'm with Travis shooting videos and we're sitting there in the studio and I have like a general framework of an idea for a video or someone has given me a f- an idea for a video. I can on the spot just like come up with stuff that creates the actual like content of the video, whether it's like jokes or points of performance or like coaching tips or, you know, do the intro and outro. It's like I can just kind of like snap into it. Um, so like maybe being in front of the camera and delivering a decently crafted uh, coaching presentation, I'd say, is maybe what I'm best at. And that's kind of like what I keep for myself. Like I outsource a lot of help with my team, but on on the team, that's like the one thing that I do consistently is I am the one in front of the camera that does the coaching because that's I, I, I love that. I love doing that. Big idea guy. Yeah. Have you read the book uh, Rocket Fuel? Yes. Gino Wickham? Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts? Do you have a? You um, I'm d- obviously, like obviously, I'm the visionary? I'm like the visionary, yeah. and then I do have a. I mean, kind of like almost like the whole team sort of serves as the, the executor, um, but I, I do have an operations manager. That's like one of my most recent hires, and he's he's crushing it. He's nice. here. He's very much, like the polar opposite of me, which is perfect because I'm you know a million ideas a minute, and he's like, hmm, let's focus on one thing, yeah. and that seems complicated. Let's simplify it. I'm like. Okay, 
<laughs> that's fine. perfect. I yeah, think that's the beauty good. of that book, and yeah. yeah, where you can you can you get to do that. You have the freedom to just kind of throw out ideas, do all the crazy things, and mm-hmm. he goes, "We're staying right here, and here's how we're gonna get done." Yep. Yep. I love it. That was one thing. Um, so I got the chance to work with you for a very little bit. Yeah. But it was super fun coming into your studio, and you're like, "All right, like." You very much like three seconds, the first three seconds. We need to like capture people's attention in the first three seconds. How do we do that? I love doing that stuff, being creative mm-hmm. with the videos. I like making my reels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it was fun to, you know, we had some ideas like, you're going to throw the wall ball up. I got on a ladder and I was catching the wall ball. Yeah, we had, yeah, we, that was, so, hey, that ad, that ad was really good. We made some yeah. money off that ad. There we go. All right. At least some people watched it and some yeah. people bought it. Was, yeah. That was a good time. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it's fun to, to be in that space. That's what I love kind of about what I do and being able to like, just create my own vision, make my own videos. No one's like, mm, it's a little, a little too sexual, Matt. You probably shouldn't do that. I'm like, I don't care. This is my style. <laughs> I, I think one thing I love about it too is like, especially like if you're in the studio and you've never seen it done before and like, I'll like write out these jokes or like write out these lines. And, and when I say write them out, just like I'll, on a whiteboard, like a couple words and then I'll deliver it, you know, in front of the camera. If anyone's watching and they like saw it, they're like, this isn't funny. Like this, like then no one would laugh. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you actually, like, put it together in a video and, like, the timing's appropriate and, like, it's all edited together, it's just like, oh, my God, it was a joke. It was hilarious. Yeah. And it's just so cool to see that go from, like, I mean, half the time, like, Travis and I will get done a video and I'm just like, man, that sucked. You know, like, that's that's not going to do well. And then, like, after it comes back from editing, I'm like, oh, my God, that was great. Like, that we nailed it. And yeah. it's just, it's really cool to see it all come together. It's the beauty of the editing. Even I make, like, again, some of these reels and... I do like some of these inspirational ones and just put some music behind it. Yeah. You know, and it all of a sudden the video it completely changes the message. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when you do that. And, and humor is a big part of kind of your style. Yeah. I, that's actually a recent development. Is like it? That's probably within the last year. Yeah. I didn't used to really, I mean, it was all just like, here's how you do this. Here's how you do this. And just like simple coaching. Um, but then I realized like, I, you know, I get a little burnt out sometimes like, I don't know, doing the same thing over and over and over. So it's like, I love comedy. Like I, and I love watching it. I like producing it and so do other people. So I was like, I think this is going to be a growth tool. So in some of my videos, I just started like adding like these like little skits or like little one liners. I think it actually started in the open two years ago or three years ago, whichever my first open was in Denver. Um, everyone takes the open so seriously, the CrossFit open. Um, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta like have fun with this. Like everyone takes this way too seriously. Um, and I did like one joke in one of the first videos. Like I like made a joke where I like dropped the dumbbell and like acted like it hit my foot. And then I, I as an homage to um, to Peter Griffin from Family Guy, I just sat there and I was like, ah. <laughs> Uh, for you know like an annoying way awkward, too long yeah yeah <laughs> and the comments went crazy they were like oh my god that was amazing like peter you know family guy and then of course there's like the one guy that's like that was weird why did you do that so long and i was yeah. just like you just you don't you don't know do you um and then it was just like okay people love this like yeah. let's let's do more of this and it just kind of and then we actually did like full skits too um and it was funny i think it's the most popular instagram video we ever have released was the one where I uh, I made a video that was just like um, like five athletes every coach hates or something like that yeah. and 
you know, it got like a hundred and something thousand views like very quickly. And I was like, okay, people like comedy. I guess I'll, I guess I'll try this. Comedy is relatable. And that's one of my favorites. I think you did 10, like 10 different coaches. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I yeah. remember commenting on maybe it was YouTube and I was like, fuck, I was like, I've been all of these yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Like the one where you're like, you know, be intentional when you pick up your marker off the ground. You're like, you you know, you squat, hips back, you know. Oh, the, the chasing excellence guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, yeah. Like that one hit hard. I was like, wow, I really actually did that. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We've all we've all been there. And then it's like the cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. Good yeah. Times. Those are great. Yeah. Awesome. I, I love that. So, Ben, I'm curious, you know, if you were to go back and you had talked about either NBA or loving animals. <laughs> and obviously CrossFit wasn't really a thing. So, you know it'd be hard to know that this is what you're in, but telling your younger self that this is what, what you're doing mm-hmm. for a career, what do, you, what do you think that would be like? Would that be a big surprise? Hmm. Is this, did this kind of come out of left field as far as like the plan of, you know, typical go to college, whatever? Yeah, it's funny. When I was younger, um, I specifically remember when I was like really young, I was like, man, how am I gonna like, how am I going to make as much money as my parents one day, you know? And cause it was just like, it was unfathomable to me that my dad had like a job yeah. that allowed us to like have a house around what age was this? Just for this, I was in like sixth grade. I okay. think. Wow. Um, I definitely was not thinking about no, that. I was just grade. like, I was like, man, like my dad, you know, was able to like, like buy things with money. And I only make like $10 a week, maybe <laughs> with my allowance or something like that. And I was like, that's, I need to get a different job. You know, I was just like, how is this going to work? But I don't like working like this is. And about that time, I actually like funny enough, like my parents would like, I would get like a dollar 75, I think is what it was to go buy like a school lunch um, each day. And then sometimes we make it. And then when they were splurging, it's like, here's a, here's a buck 75 or a buck 25. You know, uh, I don't feel like, I don't feel like making anything for you. Take the money. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go to school, pocket that money and then all of my friends would never finish their food. And I'd just be like, bro, can I eat that? Like, yeah, man, I'm not going to finish it. And so I would, I would have the best meal because I would just cherry pick all my friends that wouldn't eat all their food. I would eat it, and then I'd pocket my $1.75. And that was, that was my first step into the entrepreneurship world. Um, and also, I think in seventh grade, I was selling rocks not not that kind of not like not the legal rocks legal literally stones that i found in my backyard yeah that's what i thought you meant not like crack rocks well you know if i was a rapper like i would say yeah you know i was pushing weight man i was moving rocks and (laughs) it wouldn't be a lie uh but i was literally selling these like just like these stones that I found in my backyard who, and I, who was buying this were you just my, the neighborhood kids because I would just be like hey man you're like, just such a good salesman like look at this rock <laughs> this thing is, it's freaking shiny man don't you want it like no nah, I don't want it just like I don't know dude this is a really nice rock <laughs> and I I, I, I so, like St- Stacy who done she was talking about this rock <laughs> it was so funny so like uh, <laughs> I can't believe it. so like there were these there were these twins um, uh, Pat, Daniel and Patrick, and they were awesome. I love those guys. But I think it was like seventh grade, they had their birthday party. And, of course, when you throw a birthday party, it, back then, you know, you invite all your friends, and everyone gives you like 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 15 bucks. Um, and so they were like loaded, right? Like they just had their birthday party. So the twins just had their birthday party. And like later that week, I, I, I sold 
like three rocks to them and they gave they like paid all of their birthday money to me and then their mom got mad called my mom my mom was like what did you do Ben? you sold them what (laughs) i was like yeah mom i found some really cool rocks in the backyard and i sold them to patrick and daniel it was a mutual exchange of goods like and my mom was like go give them their money back right now. And I was like, as long as they give me my rocks back. <laughs> so that was my first uh, experience with a money back guarantee, which wow. is why Wide Prep always has a lifetime money back guarantee wow. because I don't ever want to, um, <laughs> so funny. You, you want to get yelled by your mom again. <laughs> I will, yeah, I will say this. Our, our courses have, provide much more value than those rocks did. Mm. But that was, it, it was just weird because it's not like I was like, I wasn't like thinking, like, how can I, how can I like, swindle someone out of money or whatever i was just like i don't know like i need to i just like was naturally pulled to entrepreneurship so then that actually uh snowballed into like a much more uh i guess valuable even though it's probably i guess playing cards like uh you know baseball cards Mm -hmm. basketball cards were actually my thing because i love the nba so i actually like started selling basketball cards so like i would buy all these packs cards and then like get a couple, you know, pull a couple good ones and then like convince my friends at school that they needed to buy this, you know, this Jersey card or this card or that card, you know, and I would make money, you know, selling $10 cards or something like that. And that was like, that was my thing. I don't know why, but it was just like naturally pulled to that. Yeah. Um, So I I was wired to be an entrepreneur or wired to like create my own wealth rather than, like work for anyone like I've never like I went to I I worked a job in like I think like eighth or ninth grade and like worked for my dad at his office and like two days in I was like if I if I if this is what being an adult is like Mm -hmm. I'm running away like there's no no way it's like my dad comes here every day like I've been here for an hour and I have to leave. I am getting out of here immediately. That's yeah. so funny. I remember bad. distinctly very similar. My dad's a banker and you know, always wearing a suit and everything. And I just remember, I don't want to do this. I don't know what I want to do, but I want to do the opposite of that, yeah. which really pushed me into fitness. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. can totally relate. Yeah. I always get kind of jealous of people who are like entrepreneurs at a young age. And I don't, I don't know why. I'm just like, I just think it's so cool. Like the lemonade stand and, and making that money and trying to find new ways and it definitely sounds like something you probably took. Well, obviously now, but like should have been th- selling rocks, it. man. Should have been selling rocks. Um, also, there's nothing like opening up a fresh pack of cards. Oh my gosh, I know. it's so freaking exciting. So good. God, oh, those are the days. Um, yeah. So, um, I'm curious about the like, what were you doing with the money? And so you're selling rocks. You're kind of like, were you saving it all? And you're like, was there a plan in mind, or were you just like, honestly, just you know what keep- it was? I was selling rocks and I, I will say this much to everyone who's like oh my god you were scamming people there were some really cool little like golden nuggets in the rocks that I was convinced was gold mm. didn't necessarily check on it Yeah, but I was like that's gold I know it because that's, that's where you find gold is in rocks Yeah, because um, you know I've watched shows on Discovery Channel and you know whatever anyway so there was like little gold nuggets in there so that's why I was selling the rocks I was like hey you know, I haven't broken the rock to get the gold nuggets out, but I can give this to you with a really good deal. You know, you give me 50 bucks maybe for this rock. You know, I know you got money, Daniel. I know you got money, Patrick. And then when Daniel bought a rock, it was like, well, Patrick, 
your brother's got a rock. Yeah. You got to get a rock, yeah. obviously, or else he's going to be the better twin than you. Know, it's <laughs> just like per- all that psychology. That's, per- that's uh, Seth Godin, uh, his book, This is Marketing. Says, yeah. People like us do things like this. Yep, yep. Your mm- brother buys a rock? Well, fuck, mimetic, now I need a rock. Mimetic desire. There's actually a book uh, called, I think, Wanting. That I'm, I've read like a few chapters of it, but I'm that's like next on my list. It's about mimetic desire. Like, why do we desire things? Apparently, it's amazing. I, I keep thinking about that this weekend when we're in the CrossFit Games, and it's like all of a sudden there's a line at the Fit Aid booth, and that line gets longer and longer yep. because people are like, "Well, I gotta stay in line for this thing. Like, yep. I need what everyone else is having." And because Fit Aid is delicious, and Aaron is amazing. I think he's in this room. Uh, he was the guy I was talking to earlier. Okay, Shout he's the out. owner of Fit Aid. He's the man. Yeah, Fit Aid is fantastic. <laughs> Aaron is a good dude. Um, I don't even remember the question that you were asked because I was so distracted by, my, oh, yeah. by the rocks. Like, <laughs> I haven't thought, I, I, dude, I, that I, memory <laughs> came out of nowhere, and I am just down memory lane. We need right like now. a wad prep special T-shirt with a rock on it. Dude, you know, we do symbolic. We do. Yeah. Oh, uh, you asked what was I doing with the money? Yeah. Um, so I was probably buying basketball cards. Mm. Like that was it. Was the next. Putting money back into the business. I was putting money back into the business. Man. <laughs> Look at that. And then I was, I, dude, I still remember, because uh, you were you were also mentioning, like, how it feels to open a fresh pack of cards. Mm. I'm having PTSD where one day I go to the store, I go to um, the dugout. Like, the dugout was the spot. It was, like, Sick. 20 minutes from my house. And I remember, like, anytime we'd even get close to there, I was like, yo, mom, can we go to the dugout? You know, yeah. can we go to the dugout? The, can do- we go to the, the dopamine's hitting. <laughs> You're getting was close. Just like, I was like, oh, my God, I love that place, man. And you go in, and there's just, like, memorabilia everywhere, autographs, yeah. jersey cards. Like, it's just like, oh, my God. So I remember going to the dugout, buying, you know, whatever the pack was, opening it there. Because they always love it. Like, if you pull a really good card or whatever, it's like, oh, they celebrate with you. Yeah, Opened cool. it there, and there was a freaking Kevin Garnett jersey card. Hell, yeah. And I lost it. Because jersey cards, like, that's the, yeah. that's the big pull, right? Yeah. There was a Kevin Garnett jersey card. I loved Kevin Garnett. Like, he, you know, oh, he's amazing. Still yeah. is amazing. Shout out to KG. KG. I know you're watching, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he is. You're What's the up? man. What's, the up? Man. What's <laughs> up? Zoom in on Ben. I think you did a really good job in that movie with Adam Sandler. That was, like, weird. Uh, what was it? Something about... I love... The KG one with like Adam dim- diamonds. I don't. I don't even know this reference. You don't know. Oh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. The newer, the newer one. Yeah, we're we're uncut gems. Yes, selling rocks. Great job. Yes, I'm freaking oh, Adam look Sandler. Look at this. They're a full circle. Full circle. Know, it's in the podcast now. By the way, full circle. <laughs> the eye contact Ben just made with the camera as he brings up Kevin Garnett was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was. You know, you guys need to watch this on YouTube yeah. if you're listening. Yeah, KG, you're the man, bro. Yeah, I killed it. Um, gosh, where were we? Oh, so I pulled. Kevin Garnett jersey card and that night because I was so excited I I slept with it next to my bed right I slept with it next to my bed because I was so like it it was just like the best thing the best pull I'd ever had at that point you know so I slept with it next to my bed and in the middle of the night my water spilled on it no way and I woke up in the morning and the Kevin Garnett jersey card was like shriveled up. Oh no! Like, cause you know, like it, it has to be like pristine condition for oh, yeah. it to be worth anything. And the thing was like shriveled up, and it was like it was destroyed oh, completely. And I lost it. I was like, I was devastated for like a week. Yeah. I like, I like basically like took the card apart, like took the pieces of the jersey, and I was like, I'm gonna save these. Like, I'll never lose this jersey. Yeah. And I probably lost it like 30 minutes later. But it was just like, oh man. I'm I'm sad about wow. it right now. Yeah, I'm man, tearing I'm, up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, man. I, that card meant everything to me, and then it fell apart. But it's okay. 
Are you in, are you like, everything happens for a reason? Do you feel like this taught you anything? Was there like a big moment or you're like, no, it just happened. Move on. Don't keep really valuable things next to <laughs> spillable water, yeah. I guess. Is the, the, That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> everything happens yeah. for a reason. That's what I learned from that. Nice. So wh- where did it go from basketball cards? Mm. You putting money back into the business, selling cards now. Did you ever trade them or you just sold them? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. of course. You got like trade. a couple guys at the school. We'd do some trades, but I was I was mainly I was mainly I was in the cash game, man. I was yes. you know stacking wheeling cash. and dealing, baby. Wheeling and dealing, saving my lunch money. Be like, bro, you gonna eat that? No, perfect. Pocketing dollar seventy five, um, and just stacking. You know, I think my net worth at that point was probably around <laughs> uh, maybe like a hundred bucks. Yeah, That's, like I was. Remember Way buying one of those sure. like razor scooters oh, with it? Like my I got yes, yeah. Or really go? Oh my god! I'm getting yeah, all the feels on this lane, I bought a razor scooter with that, <laughs> and I was just, just like, Tamagotchis, Pogs. Uh, and I was convinced. Pogs? Yeah, and I actually I had a Pog maker, so I was. I, yeah. I sold. I think I sold Pogs at some point. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I like was punching Pogs. I had like I a Pog that, making yeah. machine. Um, so were you a one-man show? Did you did you get the neighborhood kids trying to like you know, set up a team? And I didn't work. Diversify I, and <laughs> I didn't have any. I didn't have anyone working for me yet because I hadn't learned the value of outsourcing. Hmm. I didn't outsource anything. I'm trying to think, did I, when was my first hire? I really, I don't, I don't think I hired anyone until like way down the road when I opened my my first gym. Yeah. Um, the only gym I opened. But when I opened the gym outside of college, that's the first time I actually like had to hire someone and it was terrifying. I didn't understand it. Um, so I, that was a lesson I didn't learn until much, much later. Um, and I know y'all had uh, Ryan Fisher on the podcast. Um, now I'm obviously very passionate about outsourcing. Like yeah. I don't want to do any work. Yeah. I just want everybody else to do it because they're going to do it better than me. Not because I'm lazy or if they're, if anyone's watching or listening, they are like, yes, you are very, <laughs> um, but for me, it's like, I want people who are really good at all the things that I'm not so good at to do those things. And then I focus on like a very, very small window of what I may or may not, what I think I'm good at or what other people tell me I'm good at. Um, so no, I back, back in the moving rocks and cards day, I, I was one man show. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I don't know if it was a book I read or, um, a podcast I was listening to, but I think so many people look at, okay, what am I good at? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And then they try to get better at everything. Right. And then you end up just being average. Yeah. And I had this like light bulb moment when someone was like, no, like I'm going to be aware of my strengths and my weaknesses and I'm going to lean into my strengths. Yeah. And then I'm going to surround people with, you know, what they're really good at, because it's also likely that if I'm not good at this, I'm also not passionate about this. Oh, and it's going to burn you out. So do you feel like you had mentioned, you know, your first gym, was that out of necessity? And then when was the shift of realizing like, oh, this is actually going to make things better by, you know, outsourcing? Yeah, man, I was like sleeping at the gym. Um, and I, I, don't, I, I didn't even like finish tying that the last point that I made because I got sidetracked like usual. But like I recommended to Ryan the book, Who Not How? Um, which is one that I read recently. And I guess he was telling me uh, at the Wadpur party a couple nights ago, he was like, that was the best book I've read ever. Oh, he, he, he was, he was very emphatic about it. About and it, he yeah. was just like so pumped. And I was like, all right, cool, man. Like I got street cred with Ryan. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I gave him a book recommendation because um, I hadn't met him yet um, until then. But um, anyway, so I had, to t- I had to tie a bow on that point because my brain couldn't mm-hmm. focus on the next question. But um, – it was out of necessity because I was I was sleeping at the gym. Like I had a, I, there was a couple nights where I had a hammock, 
running across our 14-foot rogue rig where I just, like, slept in an Eno hammock. I was like, this is a smart idea. This is what people do when they're, when they're opening gyms. And then it was like, I did that for, like, two nights. And I was just like, well, this isn't going to work. Like, I didn't get a lick of sleep. This is horrible. I'm scared. Someone's going to break in and kill me. <laughs> um, but it was out of necessity because I just couldn't, couldn't work all the hours. Neither could Josh, the, the other guy who owned the gym with me. So we just, like, you know, did what every – Every CrossFit gym does, especially like uh, back then and in the early days, rather than like hiring a professional coach, it's like, hey, want a free membership? You know, like you got to yeah. level one. Come on. Uh, but we, we did like do some coach grooming. But yeah, it was, it was just out of necessity of like, I physically can't do this. Like I can't work this long. And I was also actually competitive back then. So like with all the training I was doing, I couldn't coach the six and then close um, at you know 7:30 p.m. I couldn't couldn't do it. It was just that combined with training was just like my body wasn't responding well to it. Um, AKA I was just like really freaking tired, and I didn't even drink coffee back then. So it was just wow. like yeah. I mean, wow. how did I even how did I even how wake up in the morning? Yeah. Yeah, I just wake up and just be fine. It was yeah. very strange. Wow. Um, very very weird. I was very weird. Um, I didn't start drinking coffee until I moved to San Diego. Uh, until man, that was like. I was like 24, something like that. Um, 25? I don't know. And That's then, when my pal matured. It, yeah, it, and then you started living. Yeah. Well, is it, are, are we all the weird ones who love coffee? My girlfriend actually wakes up at like 7 a.m. and just like peppy and ready to go. Yeah, no coffee. Actually, I'm like, we're just living. Yeah. We're living She's like in this alternate alternate <laughs> realm where it's like we're all high on caffeine. Yeah. And then like all the normal people are just like these coffee people are just. What the fuck? It, it is. It I mean, it is a drug. Yeah, it's just absolutely. like for whatever reason, it's a socially acceptable drug. Yeah. 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 It's like we can justify it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> OK, so I'm really curious. It sounds like you had this like innate. I don't know if it was like your environment or your family or growing up, you know, if we tie in the selling rocks and the hustling and the yeah, moving weight and yeah. <laughs> and the, and the basketball cards, you always like thought about things differently, right? Mm. Like not just maybe, I mean, maybe we had, I think a lot of people might've had a lemonade stand at some point and maybe mm. their parents kind of drove that. Um, but then we fast forward now and what you're doing with wad prep and you owned a gym and, and you coach, but it seems like you didn't just settle. And I think a theme that Matt and I see with a lot of people is they, you know, maybe start coaching CrossFit or own a gym and then they're like, okay, well, I just do, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. They don't think outside the box of like, oh, you know, cause we were, we were talking uh, the other day, we ran into you and you were talking about working with masters athletes mm-hmm. through wad prep. And you're like, oh, this was a, an underserved population. So it made sense. Like, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's how wad prep started was you're like, oh, well the world needs X, Y, and Z. Yep. And do you feel like that's just something you naturally kind of think that way? Mm-hmm. And you know, follow up maybe is like, how, how, how could people start thinking that way rather than just like, oh, this is the way I live my life or, oh, I want to coach. So I coach CrossFit or I personal train and not think about, oh, what, what else could I do? Could I create something? Mm, that's so interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's, if it's hardwired. I just, I've always, you know, sometimes to a fault, like I've always just like from birth seemingly have just like believed that like I can I can do it like I know I can do it or I know I, I don't have to like I always I know this is going to sound so freaking like egotistical and I don't want it to be but it's like I am destined for greatness 
that is, that was like hardwired into me. I'm sure part of that was like my parents are just incredibly loving and supportive, and that not everybody gets that. And I and I realize how like I won the lottery there, mm-hmm. not only from a parent's perspective, but from a from like oh my gosh, I grew up like I grew up white, you know, like upper upper or, or middle class depending on who you ask. But like and in, in the United States, like I I absolutely won the freaking lottery, and then had the amazing parents and a functional relative you know environment and I wasn't abused in any way like so like all these things just fell in my direction that I had zero control over so that's like step one was like I was just privileged right privileged beyond I can probably even fathom um but because of that I and and the way that my brain is wired it just I just never thought that a door would close for me it was like I'm gonna make it to the NBA I don't care if I'm five you know at the time, I don't care if I'm four two, you know, like I don't care if I'm four eight, you know, I'm gonna make it. And I'd talk to the doctor and be like, Doc, like going in for checkups. It's like, um, how you know, Doc, how how tall am I gonna be? Am I, I'm gonna be six two, right? Well, then, um, and she was she's Indian, and I can't, I'm not even gonna try to do her <laughs> accent. But uh, Doctor Chatterjee, love her. She was like, Well, Ben, your your dad is five seven. Hmm. And your mom is five two, so maybe you'll be six foot two. And I'm like, got it. I will be. I got it. I see what you're saying. You're saying I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. be six two. Because that was like my cutoff for That's like incredible. NBA player. Yeah. And of course, I couldn't will that into existence. Mm. But yeah, it was. I was always, um, I guess, geared to maybe think more positively or to be optimistic when it came to like myself. Like I believed in myself. Um, and. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that was. I just I feel like I was born with it, and then also because I was in an environment that, that didn't knock me down, that didn't like tell me I was worthless. Like I was in an environment that was just like, yeah, of course you can. Like, yeah, I believe. Of course you can, Ben. You know, and um, that just groomed me to have that that mindset to to look at things differently and just to be like, like I I can I can do it. I don't have to wait for someone else's permission. Or for someone else to like show me the roadmap of how they live, to like want to follow how they do it. Like you said, like oh, this is just what we do. Is coach CrossFit? Like for me, it's it's always just like, all right, like yeah, this is what some people do. But like I can combine this with five other hobbies, or like I can start this. And so, um, while I've I've learned from a lot of people, I've just always had this 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 uh, brain that says like, oh, you can do it differently. And I, I guess hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. That's so interesting and unique because I think most people miss that and they lack that. And it's Mm. like maybe the conversation of like, for some people almost feeling a little woo woo, like manifesting things and you know, but it, it really is. If you believe it's possible, you're that much more likely to be successful at Mm -hmm. it. So how does, uh, can you relate to other people who don't, don't look at the world that way? Or, you know, what, what is that like for you? Are you just like, man, how do you, how can you do that? Or, you know, what tips maybe do you have for people who, who don't have that mindset? Man, I don't know. It's, it's almost, I guess you can, I guess you can like catch yourself in, in the moment when like you, when uh, what's coming to mind is like playing sports, right? Like I remember being on these competitive basketball teams or being in like playing, playing football or I mean really anything, anything. When, something bad happened 
there's like some teammates that like they just get really angry and they get frustrated and like, we suck you know or like you suck and they're just like they're debbie downers and i just remember like always it's like no like guys we can win like and if and if we think we can win then we have a much higher probability of winning you know but if you don't think you can win you're not going to win and i just remember like on all the teams i was ever on i was always the guy that like just kept a calm head positive attitude calm head positive attitude because i was so freaking annoyed by the people that like they would like do something like something would go wrong they'd miss a shot and there's uh, you know like uh, like that was a foul i didn't get the foul call and then it just like ruin it just crumbles them and i'm just like no what is the point of that so i don't know for whatever reason playing team sports especially when i was surrounded by people that like had negative attitudes it like really pissed me off and i would try to be the leader that would pull them out of it you know give them a pep talk slap them up slap them on the butt be like hey calm like it doesn't matter let's move on to the next play like chill dude um and i i think i i think i do that in business now a little bit but um I think if you catch yourself in the middle of not like, I guess like a negative thought or like if you're, if you're giving yourself or, or really like, especially like people around you, if, if you're like focusing on the negative, then all that's going to happen is you're just going to train yourself to focus on the negative more and more and more and more and more. And I'm not saying like, I have plenty of pessimistic times in my life and I love being sarcastically pessimistic all the time, right? Like, you know, I got a little bit of a little streak of that running in me, but if especially like in business or like on team sports or in a gym, like even last night watching the freaking snatch uh, event, right? I mean, I'm not going to say any specific athlete names, but like there were some athletes where like they'd, they'd like hit the lift or like they'd hit it a little sloppy and you can just see like their shoulder slump, they're shaking their head, they're pissed, right? And it's just like, a, like good, good angry can be positive and I utilize that all the time. But like this whole thing where you're just like kicking yourself and you're like, like just angry at the world, like that's not helping you achieve your goal, mm. right? And it's the people who are like amped and positive. Like look at Annie, look at what Annie did. She, I think PR'd her snatch, but she ended up in the finals. No one in a million years would have picked her to be in that, like the final yeah. person. She just had tying, a baby, like tying yeah. with Tia Toomey. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Right. Like no one in a million years. And you know why she's there? She was just. Just vibing, man. She was happy. She was like, yeah, I can do it. Why not? Why can't I do it? Yeah. Yeah, way earlier in the snatches, she hit a lift. It was like probably 25 pounds lighter. I don't, I don't yeah, remember. And she but, just like, and like, she's like, oh, did it. You know? She's like jumping up and yeah. down. Yeah. It's, I, I love that. Yeah. Where Tiger Woods has a thing. Like, he hits a bad shot. He lets himself take five steps, and he forgets about the shot. Yeah. And yeah. something my dad always said, it's like playing baseball growing up. Throw a strike, and um calls it a ball. Then it's a ball. The right. ump called it a ball. So it's a ball. Yeah. And you could sit there and whine and be like, oh, this count should be one and two or whatever. Like, but that's not, like you said, it's not going to help you. Yeah. Yep. And it seems like there's there's a point where you never got to six two, six foot two inches. Uh, actually, I could still be growing. Okay. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't count me out. My NBA dreams, it could still happen the technically. The there's first, nothing, there's no law that says it can't. <laughs> so, like, it could. This is fair. This is fair. The, the first person to hit second puberty. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for that drug to come out. There's going to be some sort of drug that's like, oh, yep, we're just going to put you back and let you grow a little bit more. Well, can't there's surgery, like break your kneecaps and <laughs> yeah, dollars maybe. Like that. But then yeah. I wouldn't, sounds healthy. But then sounds I would healthy. be a bad crossfit, right? <laughs> you, you yeah, know, just so, it just that. so happened that I perfectly ended up at 5'9", which is like 
the perfect size for CrossFit. Yeah. Like right in that sweet spot. So, yeah. yeah. But, so there's a point you weren't a basketball player. You had that realization and you whatever you want to talk about specifically, but it's like these realizations where it's not cool. I'm not going to be a basketball player. Life is over. It's like you just, you specifically move on to the next thing. Yeah. And like not to retell your whole story, but like going from a gym to then building wad prep and I'm sure having a lot of failures. I'm curious, is there anything that sticks out in your mind mm. where it was, you were going all in on something, you failed, and then what happened? Hmm. I think, like, one of the biggest failures that I remember, um, I mean, there's a couple ones, uh, CrossFit-related. Uh, I was in a really good spot to qualify for regionals um, in 2014 it, as an individual. I mean, that would have been the biggest event that I qualified for. Um, I was sitting in a really good spot, like well within the cut line. And on the fourth week of the open, like my workout gets released. Like it's got, it's the one that had, uh, it was like, um, what was it? It was like row, wall balls. It was like row, toes to bar, wall balls, power cleans, ring muscle ups. Oh yeah, sixty cal row. Yeah, yeah, that 60 one. Sixty toes the bar. And yeah. that was like, other like the sixty cal row, whatever. The wall balls, man, whatever. But like everything else in there is just like, this is my jam. Like I'm gonna smash this. The next morning after the announcement, I woke up and couldn't walk because my left leg had gotten MRSA, and uh, you can oh, see like wow. I even have like these little like ingrown hairs, like, you know, like all the power clean pimples is what I call them. Like you get these little ingrown hairs on your quads. Um, well, one of those had like gotten infected. Like I picked at it or something like that. And boom, MRSA, like got a staph infection in my left leg. So like I basically long story short, bombed that workout. Um, or I actually, I ended up two muscle up short from qualifying for regionals, like literally two. And I, of course, like I redid the workout like two weeks later and like smashed it. And I was just like <coughs> devastated that, I couldn't wow. have had that score, but whatever. But, like, yeah, I was bu- I was bummed, but I don't think I dwell too much in the failures because, like, I know if I if I fail and then like dwell in it, like that's gonna make me depressed, man. Like, I, like I I will not be in a good spot mentally. Um, so I always need to find something to like strive for and like get excited about, and that 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 is an uplifting thing for me. Like the prospect of achieving something, um, and and the attainment of that goal gets me excited um if the goal happens or doesn't happen that's you know neither here nor there but like if another example is like fishing tournaments like i've fished a lot of tournaments in my day it's illogical to think you can win every one i think i can win every single one of them you know it's like yep i'm gonna win like i can do it and when you inevitably don't or uh, i remember qualifying for the junior world championship in in uh, high school um it was like worked hard all year i you know won a couple of or qualify well in a couple events made it all the way to the world championship you know the top 50 junior bass fishermen in the world were there yada 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 practice hard and then just like bomb the tournament not i don't think i think i zeroed which is like so embarrassing didn't i didn't catch anything and i was dead i was crying you know like i'm emotional so i was like crying at you know 15 years old or something it was the most embarrassing thing in the world and uh I remember the guy, like the 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 pro that I was fishing with. What was his name? Art Ferguson. Art. That's a name. The man. Um, yes, the classic bass fisherman name. Um, Art. He was just like, "Hey, man, you can't win them all." And 
all you have to do is focus on the next one, right? Like we're, we're all human. Yeah, this was a big one and you failed it. That's okay. You got to focus on the next one because you will like, there are next ones and you will win if you keep, if you keep focused. Um, and I was like, okay. And then kept crying. Uh, but, <laughs> um, okay. I'm a failure. And he kept crying. But that, like what he said was true. It's like, yeah, you keep focusing on the next one. And like to bring it full circle is the, uh, uh, long story short, the, I ended up winning like the college bass fishing, like championship, you nice. know, which was like a way bigger tournament, way bigger of a deal. Uh, like five years later, ended up like winning the biggest tournament that I had ever fished in, which was amazing. Um, but it's so funny because like, I think after failing that one tournament, um, after completely bombing that tournament, I'm trying to remember like the timeline of my life here, but like after bombing that one tournament and like being really upset about it, I, I think that year at school, they had an, some fancy pants entrepreneur lady. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was at the time. They had some amazing entrepreneur lady come into the school and like talk to uh, a couple of the classes. Um, and I was lucky enough to be in one of those classes. And little did I know it, like reflecting back on it now, it was like my first uh, self-development seminar mm. that I'd ever been to. Because she just comes in and it was an amazing class. I actually remember it. Who remembers a single high school class? <laughs> she came in and she was just like, hey, um, you can be successful if you just take your goals you write them on a sheet of paper and you read them every day. So every time, every day, before you go to bed, read your goals. And I was like, what? That's ridiculous. Like, and of course I did it, right? <laughs> and, every, and she like got everyone, everyone write your goals down on this, on this sticky note or on this sheet of paper. And I remember I would read those goals. I'd forget what the goals were specifically, but I do know one of them was uh, win the college bass fishing world championship. Wow. Like that was that was it. It was like win the co- like because I knew I think it was my senior year of high school and I knew I was going to go somewhere to, and do college bass fishing because it was like really hot at the time. It was kind of like a new sport um, in college and I was like I'm going to go do that and I'm going to win the championship and I freaking did it like three years later and I didn't I like cleaning out my room after college I found that sheet of paper and I was just like what like oh my god i didn't even remember writing this down because of course like i only read that sheet of paper like for like maybe like six days and then i for you know it didn't i didn't stick as a habit in any way shape or form but the fact that like i intentionally thought of that goal wrote it down and you know put on the sheet of paper and i did look at that sheet of paper probably for a week or two maybe it didn't manifest maybe I knew that was going to be my goal all along. And whether I wrote on a sheet of paper or not, I would have still won that tournament. Who knows? But coming back around, like graduating college and then cleaning out my room and finding that sheet of paper and be like, oh my God, this is from five years ago. And I literally like called it right here. Like that was like blew my mind. And I was like, all right, I didn't believe in any of that shit before, but maybe I do now. Like that was cool. Um, that, that was amazing. It was yeah. awesome. That's incredible. I'm I'm getting fired up over this here. Is, this is his jam. This, this is what I do. I don't know if you know uh, the word abracadabra. I've heard of it's it. It's actually Aramaic for "with my word I create" or "with my word I influence." Interesting. And words are magic. I always and thought it was actual magic. Yeah. I thought it was like yeah, and when Gaudium Leviosa. Uh, yeah. Well, and then the the word spell, I believe, is a word or series of words believed to have magic power. Mm. 
And uh, yeah, so I do a lot of goal setting with my clients and I tell them to write stuff down because yeah. it's, it's powerful. And yeah. it's, it's the same way that you talked about, you know, being a kid and believing in yourself and believing that you could do these things and even how you look at life now. And when you write things down, I have a cool, interesting story where quick background of mine is college training, the conditioning, CrossFit. Um, and really, I would say in the last two years is when I, you know, took on the identity of life coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe a year ago, my mom was cleaning out high school stuff and found a paper I wrote my senior year that said I wanted to be a life coach. And I, would, I don't remember that is, this that at is all, awesome. exactly like you said. And I don't even think I knew what a life coach was in high school, which is, I was interested in psychology. I almost studied psychology. Uh, and so yeah, same exact thing, just mind blown. Um, but I, th I think the, really the moral of all this is, is your mindset really matters. It, and, and it it's, does. And it's like anyone listening, if you're like, this sounds ridiculous, just go try it. Because it's like, what do you have to lose? Absolutely. And I think one of the biggest things you were like talking about, like, what do you do or any tips for people with mindset? I, I obviously I didn't read any books in high school. None. Zero. I was actually prided myself on never reading a single page of a single book and getting A's in all of my yeah. classes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Spark notes, baby. You know, like I, I'll make it sound like I read the book, but I didn't, I assure you. But after college, when I started, I got back into, or got in for the first time to actually reading. I needed something to distract me from my CrossFit gym. That was like, just like draining. And cause I hadn't hired people yet reading like your information diet is I think the biggest thing that we can do. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast probably already has a decent information diet, but if for whatever reason you are listening to this and you're like, I struggle with mindset. I, you know, can never seem to be think positively. I can never seem to, um, you know, do this stuff that we're talking about, which is like, believe in myself. Um, the best thing that you can possibly do is to get, off social media and switch that out with digesting positive books like self-development books um the first self-development book i ever read it's called the slight edge mm. by jeff olson absolutely freaking phenomenal because all it does is show you that one little teeny habit repeated consistently can put you in a completely different spot in life compared to one teeny bad habit or, or not having a habit at all. And that book is a great starter book for anyone who's like, I just can't seem to get out of this rut or I can't seem to, you know, develop myself or my, you know, I, I can't have these positive thoughts that these guys on this podcast have. It's like, I assure you, I beat myself up all the time. I, you know, struggle with negative self-talk all the time. So everyone does, mm -hmm. but the best thing you can do is like, digest information that is positive for you as a human, whether it's health stuff, whether it's mindset stuff, whether it's, I don't know, just biographies of people who started from the bottom and then they, you know, rise up to the top, like Phil Knight. It's just like, just fill your head with those things and you, you'll be amazed at how positively that affects the way you talk to yourself. And that's probably the biggest takeaway there is, is digest good information. And freaking get off social media. Yeah, yeah. You could you could use social media and only follow positive yeah. shit too. That's true. Yeah, that's follow true. WadPrab. Yeah, you know, <laughs> modern <laughs> happiness. Obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, you could. But uh, who, no, I'm with you. Who does it? It's hard to avoid. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's following meme pages and uh, yeah. and things like that. And yeah, it's like if you if this is your one life because you know, we don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. if this is your one life. You get one chance. Why not do that? 
Yeah. Why not? Like we say, you can choose happiness and you've always chosen to think positively. It's like, so why not? And if you're struggling with it, it's like you have the, you have the choice to reframe your mind. You can like in an instant be like, okay, I'm thinking negatively. And which we say, it's not bad. You can have your moments, right? You lose the fishing tournament and you could be sad for a bit, Mm -hmm. but then what? Let's get out of that hole. And yeah, we can surround ourselves with those good things and, and good things will come of it. Yep. There's and a there's a quote, um, and I, not to cut you off, but I I know I'm gonna forget it if I don't okay, say. Yeah. But there's a quote that um, that you said like you know hey you got one life what are you gonna do with it? Uh, and it is from essentialism. That's where I found the quote, but it, it's by someone else. I don't remember her name, but it's uh, tell me what is it you plan to do with this one wild and precious life? And I li- I have that. I literally on Etsy paid someone you know like a hundred bucks to like uh print that into a sheet of metal so i have like this metal sign above my desk at wad prep hq that's that literally just says tell me what it is that you plan to do with this one wild and precious life and it's just like yeah the more you can remind yourself of that there's gonna be some days where you're just like shit like i'm not doing anything and i you know like and and that's actually something that like you think of negatively. You're like, oh my God, I'm wasting my life. Like, I'm, I'm such a wreck. Like, look at this guy. He's 20 and crushing me and I'm 30 and suck. You know, so like you have to watch out with quotes like that because you're like, oh, I'm already ruining it. But when you can, when you can reframe your thought and be like, wait a minute, like this is my chance, right? And the only thing you can do is, is live in the now and start now to develop positive habits or develop positive thinking just start now mm-hmm. and then and keep doing it in the now don't think about the future don't worry about like where you're going to be in 20 years but like, like where, what are you going to do now to help you get to you know the goal that you that you may or may not have set like what can you do now about it not yesterday not 10 minutes from now but like now and and the more you can live in that now and, and focus on on you know every decision you make is either pulling you towards or away from that goal that you have and the more you can just stay on that positive side, you don't have to be perfect, but the more you can stay on that positive side, the closer you're going to get to the goal. And it might actually happen. I love it. So many good nuggets. Yeah, I, I love that. I want to tie in and kind of circle back. So Matt asked you, you know, about failure. And you mentioned that example of uh, the CrossFit Open, not qualifying for regionals. And you said, you know, I just got to always be doing something next, right? Otherwise, you'll be depressed and mm-hmm. sad. And, you know, we believe happiness is a choice. That's a big thing that we talk about a lot. And it's not to say that you can't have rough times and you can't be sad. However, at some point you can either just sit in that or you can make a choice, a decision to get out of that, to better, to Mm -hmm. move on. So I'm curious, you know, with you, Ben, if we look towards the future, let's say next week or next month, you know, something quote unquote bad happens or a failure or it doesn't work out. Like what's your normal go-to to to get out of that or to Mm -hmm. not be sad? If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for me personally, especially now living in Colorado, it's I I really like lean into friends. Like I, I you know, go train with friends. Um, I go work out with friends. I go play a sport. Like I love playing sports. Pickleball. You've it's really an, gotten into pickleball. Oh my god, pickleball is amazing. <laughs> you know, like I freaking love. So like I, that's what I do, especially in the immediate. Like if I'm just like feeling sad if i'm beating myself up uh which happens i mean it happens a lot so to this day i surround myself with with people that like i love being with um and then 
on a more like macro level like that's a temporary fix like you can't always be chasing a high like you can't just play all the time with everyone right and even though i try i really do try it's that that still is like it's a high you're chasing so in terms of like how to sustainably switch you from from negative to positive uh it's like you find to find another goal or you find like what's the next thing you're going to really like lean into whether it's for me a lot of times it's like a business goal like what's our next promotion or a launch or our next course going to be um or I, I try to get back into like being the leader and trying to like set a uh, a very clear vision for the company and for all the people working uh, for us um or i'll like lean really really into a hobby so like uh backcountry snowboarding super therapeutic for me like hiking up a mountain, snowboarding down. It just sucks on the way up, super fun on the way down. And just like, just doing that, mountain biking. Um, but again, kind of chasing highs there. The next big hobby I'm getting into personally is elk hunting. So I'm like learning how to shoot a bow. I'm going to be living in the woods for all of September pretty much um, without phones or anything. You know, like I will be disconnected. Like that kind of stuff is is really therapeutic for me. It's like just... Get in whatever your your element is. Uh, fishing is another one, man. I, you know, I can go be on a boat, and not say a word for 14 hours, and be totally content with myself. Fishing all day long, because what you do is you like you have that one, you have that goal, and when you're fishing, like that's the only thing you, at least for me, that's the only thing I care about. Like I don't think about girls, I don't think about business, I don't think about anything other than catching the next fish, and that. That's meditative in a sense because you're like focusing on one task and one goal, and it's just like very zen, I guess. It's just very like you're super present. Yeah, every everything else fades away. So I, I'd say just like find something that you can do where you can only focus on that one thing or play. One of those two. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I kind of want to segue into because I want to get into this, and you and you mentioned it with the business and the business goals. Um, if I could just change topics for a second, but uh, we talked about this again when I went to first film you. This was your big goal. You said it yesterday when when we ran into you at the CrossFit Games. Um, to the ultimate goal is to help people get off the couch. Mm. Your business, Wad Prep, is to help people get off the couch and find fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look? Do you feel like, from an outside perspective, and you can correct me, like are you there yet? And what does it take to get there? And, and why? Yeah, why no, we're this? definitely not there yet. Right now, we help. We help. Uh, people who generally already like CrossFit, like get better at it. Like we, like people who kind of already drunk the Kool-Aid, so to speak, or, or, or are starting to, they'll find wad prep. And that's, we might be, we might help them fall in love with fitness, but we're not the one that's like introducing them to it. Um, so no, we're not there yet. And the next stage is like, basically it's like, there's not going to be like a rebranding, but we'll probably have to create a, a part of the company that doesn't say wad prep, you know, like no one knows what that is. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to start creating content that's much more geared towards beginners. And like, th- like the reason CrossFit works and I think it works. And the reason a lot of us are here is because like, it's fun, right? Like when you can, when you make something fun and it's also good for you, that's a winning combination. So when, because I believe CrossFit is fun, it's the only gym routine that I was able to stick with. Um, if I can help introduce people to that fun in a, in a really controlled environment, do it online where it's like people are terrified to go into a CrossFit gym. Ideally what it means is creating content that introduces people to all the various things that they're going to encounter when they go to a real CrossFit gym to demystify and to 
basically like lower the barriers of entry where it's like, hey, try like try this five minute workout. Um, here's what this word means in the gym. Here's like AMRAP. If someone walk, if someone's like looking at like what's the workout today, and they look and they're like eight minute AMRAP. I don't know what that means. I'm not going. Yeah, like, that's it, terrifying. Yeah. I'm not going. It's and like five, learning five another T, language. It's yeah. five T2B and 50 right. WBs. And yeah, it's like people have no idea. So, like, ultimately, it's like it's it's taking our content, which kind of exists in this, like, threshold of, like, we help people go from scale to RX. I just need to expand the content topic to include more people or, or to include more stuff that's just, like, how to, like, what does this mean? Like, what to do in your first workout? Um what happens when you're sore? Like much more basic content because there's so many predators out there that just spew nonsensical mm. information about all that stuff. Um, and just try to take that simple coaching approach and change it not to be for CrossFitters, but it's for people who are interested in trying CrossFit. Mm. So, yes. And so you got uh, a lot of work to do. Yeah, yeah. And what drives you to do that? Why is that so important for you to get people off the couch? I think it's just a bigger impact. I mean, I'm, I mean, from a business standpoint, it's a no-brainer, right? Which which pie is bigger? The pie of people who are super-duper competitive or the pie of people who aren't super-duper competitive and want to get a little bit better, mm-hmm. right? There's way more people at the bottom, yeah. so to speak, uh, if we're looking at, like, a pyramid here. Um, and then the real reason or, like, this, certainly a primary reason is – I think it's just gonna, it makes a bigger impact. Like if you can help more people, like the amount of people that I have gotten into CrossFit and then they've gotten their friends into CrossFit, like my aunts, like I still have, still my, the original gym that I opened that I now sold, they still go to the gym five days a week there, right? Yes. Never in a million years would Aunt Carol have tried CrossFit, right? She, drinker, smoker, like all, all the bad things. Um, and still amazing, but she did all that. And then like, got a Groupon to come to my CrossFit gym and then like we gave her a discount and and she just fell in love with it and is the fittest she has ever been at like 59 years old mm. you know and like it has eliminated a lot of her bad habits and that's just because she came in she's like wow this is fun and then that domino fell and then the rest of them just keep falling and it's like the more people I can help and just just get them in the gym whether it's in person or online in our case just expose them a little bit to the fun that is functional fitness not this thing they dread and don't want to do but like if you can actually make someone say wow this is fun then you got them and then now their their life will be positively impacted and then all the lives that they impact will be positively impacted so i think it's just it's a trickle down effect the more people i can get in to crossfit specifically um, i don't like i'm not someone who argues that that's better than anything else like hey if if pickleball is your thing that's going to get you active, then go play pickleball all day long, right? Whatever gets you active. But I think CrossFit is a very good tool because it's fun. And it's the only thing that made me actually want to go do fitness, right? Other than like bodybuilding for the ladies in college for a couple weeks at a time. It's like, no, my, my entire life changed because I fell into the, the, I fell in love with what CrossFit stands for. And, and those dominoes started falling and here we are now. So the more people I can get to just taste it and, and, and try it, I think it's going to impact more people worldwide than helping some upper middle class white person get slightly better at flopping on a pull-up bar. Yeah. You know, like it's, yeah. it's like there's, there's a lot more impact to be had. I yeah, think. I love it. And, and you love CrossFit, so it's going to keep you pumped to t- continue to talk about and pump out that content. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, if you're just like, 
if it's not so specific in CrossFit, you're just going to be like, oh, I got to make another video. Yeah. So it's great. You can stay passionate about it. And we, Taylor and I were having this conversation um, kind of about modern happiness and kind of like, where can we get a little more specific in our niche really? And I mean, obviously both of us have love fitness and it seems to be something I even talk about with my clients. Like a lot of people start with fitness mm -hmm. as far as like a personal growth thing. Like fitness is where it really happens. And then it's like, oh, you learn a little bit more about nutrition. Oh, yep. and then recovery is important, sleep mm -hmm. and water and whatnot. And, and then maybe you start getting into the mindset. But it's like, it seems to, fitness is almost easier. I mean, easier barrier of entry. Like it's right there. You can go into any gym and, mm -hmm. and figure it out. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's just that fitness is so important to people's lives. And I think that's, if we're not on the happiness podcast, like that's where happiness can really start is like when um, you become the person who is fit. You know, it's not, I always say it's like, it's not the losing the 30 pounds, but the person you become along the way, Yeah. the person that can come in work hard and, and really appreciate their body and, and you really start to feel healthier. It's obviously physiology and whatnot. Yeah. Is I mean, like, you're, you're loving yourself and that's, I mean, man, it's hard to do, but when you consistently love yourself, uh, you start feeling better about yourself from, from the inside. It's like an inside out mm -hmm. thing for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love this topic because you're, you're now talking more about people getting off the couch. And mm -hmm. I think it's interesting, as what Matt was talking about, we've, we've been discussing what is, what is modern happiness and sort of these tenets of to be happy, what does it take, right? And it's things like community, having relationships, positive relationships, it's mindset, it's we believe health and fitness, right? It's having a sense of purpose, right? Having a good relationship with money. However, you know, the three of us and we're at the CrossFit games, like I think sometimes we take it for granted. Like fitness is such a part of our lives mm -hmm. and it, I, I think we would all agree that it makes us happier, mm -hmm. you know? So uh, if somebody's listening, who's maybe not there and if you're speaking to that, that niche of people getting off the couch, like how, how do you think that fitness can make people happier and live better lives? Yeah. Hmm. How do I think fitness can make people happier? Or do you? I, I definitely do because again, I think it, when, when you pursue fitness, it is like when you are, you are, you are doing the action that like shows yourself that you love yourself again. Like it's like when I'm, when I'm doing fitness, um, as long as it's not like for someone else, then it's, you're, you're literally like showing your body and your mind like, Hey, like. Like, I'm doing this for you. <laughs> and it's, it's, I think it's just like this internal dialogue of like when you start voting for yourself, when you start like not beating yourself up, like not smoking the cigarette or not laying on the couch. It's like this, this, this inner positive change where it's like, oh, like other faculties, I think, start to be more positive, whether it's your, your mindset or whether it's your like your your view of yourself. Um, uh, it, it's it's just a powerful thing where it's like when we start voting with you know we're voting with our reps like we're, we're doing reps in the gym each rep is a, is a positive step in a direction of like i i choose to be a better human or i choose to um be someone that values myself um i i think it just it has a positive influence on the rest of your body your psyche your your ego your your mindset whatever you want to call it it if you aren't pursuing fitness if you are instead doing things that might even be like negative to your health like you know just eating shitloads of terrible foods uh, which i love doing but but the reason i'm like 
okay with it is because like I also take so many votes on the the side of positive, uh, whether it's my information diet or whether it's it's my fitness or whether it's like the eighty five percent of what I eat is pretty decent, right? It's the it's the other fifteen percent that is just sloppy and egregious, but because I'm consistently voting on uh, the things that positively impact my life, I'm doing more things on that side of the equation than I am on the on the side that's like negatively affecting my life. Um, it just it shows me myself that I value myself as a person, and I know that's like it, it's tough, but it's like whatever you you do is who you are, right? And if you if you don't do fitness and you don't you don't eat clean or eat well you don't have positive sleep habits you are telling yourself that you don't care about yourself and it's like very a very bad cycle to be subconscious yeah like exactly exactly i love i love all of that and uh we got some events to go to so to kind of wrap it up and um taylor kind of talked about these tenets we have of being a happy person and he listed them and as he's listing i'm like ben really hit on all of these things um having the purpose the fitness all this stuff selling rocks Selling rocks, baby. Selling rocks. Uh, ben, would you say you're happy? I'd say, I'd say I'm pursuing happiness, which I think is happiness, right? Like, mm. I I think it. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met someone that can just be like, oh yeah, I'm happy, man. It's because it's like, it's not. I don't think it's ever something to be truly attained. I think it's like we are always striving for happiness and I have lots of happy moments but I have lots of unhappy moments Mm -hmm. right and I think that is happiness which I know is like such an odd way to answer but the pursuit of it and then knowing that you will never fully attain it is what life's all about you know so I I love I'm I'm pursuing happiness yeah I love that answer it's like enlightenment right like most people don't get to enlightenment yeah Um, it's the pursuit that makes it so great exactly and we had we just had this conversation I think we did right or or maybe no this is actually he's with me he does some mindset coaching in in my uh, group with my clients and we were talking about this Um, like if it was easy and you weren't you know trying to get better and you weren't having these bad moments to to work shit out in your head and, and so that's setting you up for you know more to deal with the next shit in your life. If it was just easy, it wouldn't be fun. Oh yeah. No, you'd, you'd be it bored. It has to be hard. Yeah. Do hard things. It's like one of, I have that painted on our, our wall at Wadford HQ. We have shirts that say it all, you know, yeah. like when you do difficult things, when things, when, when you have adversity, that's what makes, that's what makes the, the pursuit of happiness so much fun. You know, granted, no one wants to just lose all the time, but like if you want all the time, it wouldn't, wouldn't be fun either right it's it has to be in the middle somewhere you have to have some wins and some losses because that's what makes the wins sweet and delicious and and fun when i say wins i'm not saying like like winning in a sense of winning a lottery or winning a game but just like when when things are going well and you and you feel that happiness like those are times to be cherished because if you always felt happy that would be that'd be a miserable hell man (laughs) Uh, i think mark manson talks about this in a couple of his books uh a case for hope. It's like, you have to have something that you're, you're working towards or hoping for, or like, um, uh, what is it? It's like, don't ask for a life without problems, ask for a life with good problems. Mm. And like, that's the life you want to live because life without problems is meaningless. That's great. Just dropping bombs, man. Yeah, this I know. Is incredible. Selling rocks, man. Selling rocks. <laughs> what it all comes back to. 
Uh, this has been such a good podcast, Ben. Yeah, thanks guys, so much thank for you coming for on. Having me, it's been well, fantastic. Can't wait to see you back in Denver. Yeah, let's let's ma- let's get some training in uh, and let's play some freaking pickleball, dude. I'm yeah, show me it. pickleball. I played pickleball I think once. I'm more of a tennis guy, and but um, you're gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna love it. we got cr- dude. We go out there like 6 a.m. Like oh, you're definitely not oh, yeah. supposed to be out there. There's like houses <laughs> that are probably gonna call the cops on us, but we do it anyway, and it's amazing. So <laughs> that's y'all are awesome. invited. I-, I love sports, and uh, yeah, and then. Before you know it, it'll be snowboard season. So, yeah, yep. we'll get it there. Yep. Awesome. And I'll uh, have lots of elk meat to pass out. Yeah, now oh, we're talking. Yes, <laughs> yes. My, my roommate hunts, and he cooks elk meat, and elk meat, and it's like, I, there's nothing like it. It's the best. It's so rich. It's, it's the happiest meat in the world too. It's like, incredible. I'd much rather have that than some cow that was. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's happy meat. <laughs> happy meat. <laughs> That's great. All right. Awesome. Th- ben, thanks so much, Taylor. Thanks, thanks love for you, having dude. me. Love you, Ben. Uh, until next time. Peace out. Let's go watch some fitness. Let's do it. Let's go.